Hey guys, welcome to the 501st Com Chatter with me, Will, and my co-host. Rory, I'm here. I'm excited to get this started. Oh, same here, man. Same here. So, yeah, if you obviously this is our first episode, so hello there. And, uh, yeah, Kenobi. <laughs> he's on I have it. to get that in. You have to. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to give you a little brief. So uh, me and Rory here, we're big Star Wars fans. Um, also big part of the 501st Legion. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, obviously it's the best, best Legion around. Exactly. Who can argue argue with that with me at any time? I'm ready for that. <laughs> so yeah, a little our podcast is going to be about all things new, old, up and coming, uh, comics, games, anything to do with Star Wars, maybe items, stuff like this. If you're just into Star Wars, like me and Rory here, then this is the podcast for you because we're just fans of the show. We, you know, that's all we are. Yeah, we wouldn't say we're experts. We 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 well we know our knowledge. We're quite popular with Star Wars news and everything, but we don't shame anyone or anything. If you're new to Star Wars, you want to know new stuff. This is perfect for you. Perfect podcast for you. Cool. So we thought with the uh, upcoming Kenobi series, uh, we thought, why don't we start off with a character that most people know, even if you're not new to Star Wars, you cut you probably know who Obi Wan Kenobi is. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously for me personally. When I first watched New Hope, after the prequels, I watched them. It made me care about old Ben Kenobi more now. Now I understand his background, so I'm. I, he's one of my favorite characters now. And I'm, obviously, this this series coming out is like a dream come true to all Star Wars fans, really. Yep, yep, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, but yeah, just a little bit of a spoiler warning for the kenobi trailer because we will be breaking it down and discussing theories and stuff that you know you might not have want you might not want to watch the trailer might not want to know what happens in it and that's totally cool but you know we've got like a feature after the kenobi trailer breakdown about our ships of the week so you know skip ahead to that if you know if you don't want to listen to the trailer so with, uh, without any ado let's begin yeah, let's go. Let's let's start there. So, when I first saw the trailer, uh, I I've seen so many like fake trailers. So I just assumed it was a fake one, and then obviously Disney posted it on Twitter and everything. So I was like, yeah, let's get down to it. And like the opening scene is just incredible. Yeah. Literally, like we, we where we left Kenobi, we didn't know what happened to him, what's gone on in his life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it starts off with any. Uh, Star Wars project you would expect a sort of a, a distant shot a bit of calm in music you know we get our first sights at Kenobi in the distance which I thought was pretty cool um, you know obviously we're told through you know the uh, uh, synopsis and that that this is set 9 BBY now Rory do you know what BBY is? Yeah I do briefly but it's like it's the years and events of certain certain times of the Star Wars universe, isn't it? Yeah. So nine B uh, BBY is battle or uh, battle before Yavin. Battle for Yavin. I don't know how they do it, but basically that's the how they work things out. So this is set nine years before uh, a New Hope, basically. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, we get our first, we get our first voice of our beloved Ewan McGregor, giving it the fight is done, we lost. Now, see, this is an interesting point for me. I want to start this off. This is the, one of the things that I really want to pick up on. Let's hear it. I think Kenobi is either talking to his former master, Qui Gon Jinn. Yep. Or I think he could be possibly now like again this is a theory. I think he could be possibly talking to Quinlan Voss. Okay. Now that I've seen lots of rumors and casting possibilities of uh Quinlan Voss being in this Kenobi show. Um for those who don't really know who he is, he's a sort of a bit of an eccentric Jedi. 
he appeared in the Clone Wars animated series, and uh, he appeared in the background on Tatooine in Phantom Menace. Yeah, I think, I think that's quite interesting, because obviously him and Kenobi in the Clone Wars have a quite close relationship, even though it doesn't seem like it, but they do. They both go for the right things. Mm. But going back to your theory about him and Qui-Gon, see, me thinking it's Qui-Gon, 100%, and then when I looked at Star Wars theories breakdown, it interested me, because obviously in Revenge of the Sith, we see um, Kenobi obviously telling him to stay away and everything and maybe that's just a flashback to him his message it could be that but i think it's quite gone as well mm, okay yeah yeah yeah. i mean i i get that but then like he says later in the trailer which almost sort of seems part of the the speech of from uh obi-wan he says stay hidden now that's what makes me point more towards I think it's Quinlan Voss than Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah. And is he, is he going to be the one to sacrifice himself for Kenobi? That's my theory. I think it's for as well, instantly. Just yeah. so, Kenobi, so Kenobi can get away. Because we don't know for certain if he, um, he left Tatooine or he stayed there after the Clone Wars. Did he yeah, go, exactly. is, is, is he the Jedi that's hiding as well in Tatooine? Because like many people have said, he cannot be, the Inquisitors can't be looking for Kenobi straight away. So it just makes no sense. Absolutely. You know, it's one of those, we'll probably get onto it later in the show, but if uh, if Vader knew Obi-Wan was still alive before A New Hope, he would spend every minute, like, tracking this guy down, basically. Exactly. <laughs> he, he doesn't really know what's going on until later in the show, I think. So, let Let's keep going, but yeah, I think we're off to a good start with this Kenobi trailer, to be honest. It also yeah. looks like he's become a, a bit of a hermit in his uh, in his time in exile, which, as you would expect him to be. Absolutely broken man he is. Yeah, you see him travelling to the markets, either... He almost looks a bit like a scavenger, you know, like how they portrayed Rey in The Force Awakens. Yeah, I see what you mean there, yeah. So I think that is a very interesting, you know, obviously... I'd be I'd be intrigued to see what he is actually doing in Exile, you know, because he's going to have to have some sort of undercover job, you know. Yeah, see, me thinking as well, obviously... Um... Obviously, with the photo of the entertainment, we saw Kenobi under the cave. Is that mm. the first time we hear Qui-Gon interact with him in the Kenobi series? Maybe point. Maybe Kenobi's just, like you said, he's down, he's beaten, he's deflated. And then Qui-Gon gives him a little bit of hope. Because, obviously, I don't know if you read The Lord of the Rise of Fader, I think it is. Okay, no, I after, after Avengers Sith. So, at the end of that book, we see Qui-Gon communicate with um, Kenobi, because obviously Kenobi thinks Anakin's dead. How he he would never survive that. And then in the bar, someone's talking about it, or I believe it's on the news. I read it a while back. And then obviously Kenobi has to get outside, and he's in complete shock. Like how is Vader still alive? And then Qui Gon comes back to him and says, "Don't be afraid." Obviously, this is all part of the plan, and something like down the lines. Mm. So that makes me think. Maybe he's gone into that and Qui-Gon's contacting him that, that way. Yeah, could be completely yeah. wrong, but... This is the thing, it's theories. It, it could be wrong, it could be right, and, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's the point of them. Exactly. Uh, and then, one of my favourite bits of the whole trailer, like, by far, we get Jewel of the, Fla Jewel of the Fates play. <sighs> Perfect. <laughs> I mean, literally, as soon as I watched that, it gave me goosebumps, and I felt like I was watching Phantom Menace again. <laughs> wow. It's awesome. So I'm going to pick up another, like, one of my sort of theory points of the trailer. It's not so much as, like, what I think is going to happen, but I think it's how Lucas, uh, Lucas Films and Disney created the music for the trailer, if you think this is what I'm on, right? Yeah, I'm listening. I'm all in. So the start of the trailer, when you see the Lucasfilm logo, it's Jewel of the Fates. 
Now that is obviously it's almost the start. Phantom Menace is the start of Obi Wan's story in this in this journey, isn't it? You know. Yep. But then at the end of the trailer, when the Obi Wan Kenobi, you know, when the Kenobi shit logo comes up on the screen, it plays, um, plays Anakin's dark deeds from Revenge of the Sith with Anakin yep. breathing. Now, me personally, it's like the trailer has gone through the journey of starting with Obi-Wan and it finished with uh, Anakin turning to the dark side and becoming Darth Vader with Darth Vader's breathing at the end. So I think that was a really clever production by the team doing this yep. trailer completely. Like, What do you think? Do you think I'm mad or do you think I'm onto something there? I, I think you're it's pretty spot on because obviously, like you said, that music could have shown the downfall of Anakin and Vader. But obviously, Jedi's affected. Like, oh, he's the chosen one. He's the one to bring balance to the Force, destroy the Sith in the, in the Jedi's perspective. And it's almost like like we said before, the Jedi's have failed. So showing yeah. the what what a certain person has done to the to the whole Jedi code, and it's just destroy them and like you said it just shows the, the story of Anakin Skywalker what how how he started and where he is now I think it's it's just spot on yep yep um yeah and then obviously moving on we get our first look at Fortress Inquisitus I love that name <laughs> yeah it's just it just sounds intimidating a bit doesn't it it does and obviously it's on the planet and uh, the water moon of uh Ner. Where we, where we get we go to in Fallen Order, which for me just an, a little side note, absolutely love that game and the story. Oh, it's a brilliant game, absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, so it's nice to obviously in the trailer as well. We get to see we get to see the underwater base from the game as well, and it's just nice to see these little uh, things from games and stuff that you you wouldn't normally pick up on becoming live action and becoming a part of the live action Star Wars universe, if it were. Yep. And did you notice the ship that we we see quite quite a lot in the the original trilogies on the side little, the left of the of the base? The Imperial Shuttle, I believe you're yeah. talking about. Am I right? Yep, that's that's the one. Yeah. And obviously we know like we've seen in the Empire Strikes Back and Return of Jedi, only certain people are in on that ship, so like Palpatine or Darth Vader. So everyone's speculation of the Vader's in that scene. He has to be in that scene because we all we know we all know that. Well, Vader we know his connection him. and his training of the Inquisitors. So this has to be his ship. Like there's there's no other reason for an Imperial shuttle to be in Fortress yeah. Inquisitus. And that goes to code to my theory. Is that the moment where Vader realised his Kenobi's alive because the Inquisitor might have sent something? Mm-hmm. And Vader's like, like he, he, he feels like he's seen a bit of similarity. And he, is that the moment he knows Kenobi's still alive? Yep. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with that. We also get a little a little glimpse at the sort of. I, I'm sure that's the the Grand Inquisitors shuttle or ship i'm sure of it yeah i mean yeah, and I... then like obviously the next scene afterwards like straight away we we get our first look at the grand inquisitor so there's clearly clearly um similarities there and that, and that's another thing what do you think of the inquisitors look in the kenobi oh, series see... it's quite it's a quite a sensitive situation <laughs> I know this is either some fans are either going to love me for saying this or some fans are going to absolutely hate me for saying this, but when we were introduced to the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels, it was a completely different artistic style. It was animated. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't genuine. And yeah, I know we had uh, um, a version of his species in Revenge of the Sith. But it was very CGI and it didn't look that good. So I mean, let's just give it a chance to begin with, you know. Yeah, I think everyone's everyone was obviously hoping for the character, the, the actor who played him in Rebels, and obviously 
have him Rupert, I think it is Rupert friend, is it, I believe. Okay. Obviously they're obviously I think it's more of the fact they're unhappy that the actor who in Rebels is not playing him. Which is again understandable, I can see it, but again you've got to give this guy a chance because he might put a great performance on then after Kenobi everyone might have a different opinion of him. Exactly, you know, and it like again, it's it's just a completely different look and sometimes especially the Star Wars fans Sometimes we get a little bit, mm, I don't like that because it's not what it should be looking like when we first meet the character. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And to be honest with you, I, I think he looks all right. I think he looks intimidating. Yeah, I, think. That's I, my I opinion. can see that. I, I think, you know, I think we're going to get a good, we're going to get a good version of him, I'm sure. As long as I don't bring the helicopter things in, <laughs> like say, I'm happy. Because that was just the most stupid thing I've ever seen in my life. I think we will be touching on that a little bit later in this podcast, but that will be coming up, don't you worry. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, obviously the next shot, we see some sort of land speeder train heading towards a, what seems to be a city on Tatooine. Now, just going by what I know from Star Wars, I personally believe that to be Anchorhead. Yep. So obviously, you know, we I'm pretty sure Moss Eisley doesn't have a tower like that. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that's Anchorhead, possibly. Yeah, that that, that is I can I can see that. I can really I really can. Yep. And then obviously but... we get a little shot of Kenobi looking a little bit down, but he looks like he's surrounded by like fellow workers, so it looks like he's obviously being hired by someone he's on a job to some sort of mining or scavenging or something like that yeah that's what i think i think that's probably gonna see obviously in the first episode i believe essentially just showing what he's what he's what his life has come to after regular sith yeah so. i mean i'm pretty i have a feeling the first episode is probably gonna disappoint a lot of people because it's just not gonna you're not gonna be able to have action straight away you know it's gonna have to have a build-up of story it has to yeah, it's it's like all Star Wars series. Obviously, everyone's moaning and complaining until the end of the series, and they realise actually the whole story was meant to be that way. <laughs> exactly. I, I, to me personally, Kenobi series. I think the first episode is going to be again, like I said, about his life after Revenge of the Sith. What he's doing. What's 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 he training? What's he doing now? Obviously, we're seeing Luke. But then, obviously, in the last, because I think there's six episodes and they're all an hour. So the next, the last three are going to be the, the action-packed ones. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we get our first look at some of the Inquisitors in live action. Which yeah, is quite I mean, cool. I mean, obviously the fifth brother, everyone's, again, another person that's everyone's quite touchy about. <laughs> again, I think he looks all right. Honestly, I'm surprised um, the character, the actor, what's his name? Oh, um, I know who you Sun, mean, though, yeah. Sun Khan. That's, that's, it, that's, that's it, that's it. Obviously, I'm surprised at that, me personally, because obviously you can see him in Fast and Furious, you think, oh, yeah, it's just this guy. But he looks all right, in my opinion, again. Yeah, you know, at the, <laughs> at the end of the day, we go back to the point of people are annoyed because they look different from how they looked in Rebels, and it's, it's like, again, it's an artistic style, you know. I thought they'd done quite a good job on him, to be honest, in live action. <laughs> Yeah, I think he looks. He look, again. He looks intimidating, and even Rev Reva, she looks awesome. Mm, and from looks... her, from the amount that she is actually in this trailer, I've got to say she's probably gonna be the main antagonist, like the main villain in this, not Darth Vader, because she's gonna be the one I think hunting Kenobi like relentlessly. Yeah, yeah. Now, I know, obviously, you've got the Grand Inquisitor that's going to be wanting to get Kenobi because, obviously, that would be a hell of a trophy in itself to be able to say you were the one who killed Kenobi. But the amount of footage that is shown of Reva in the trailer, it's just, yeah, she's going to be a main character in this. I'm sure yeah. of it. I also read something about that. Maybe, obviously, there's potential rumours that she's going to be the one that Kenobi killed. So... Obviously, she looks like a main, quite a main villain, like you said, but obviously, getting killed, getting killed by Kenobi, that would be a big moment. Absolutely. 
Um, and then obviously the next clip after that, like straight away, we see uh, some guy's feet looks like he's being force choked in the air with, you know, a crowd of onlookers, including our first good look at Uncle uh, Uncle Owen, played by yeah, Joel Edgerton. Yeah, and it's obviously, I, I looked at a video of him in Rangers and Sith, and now, obviously, he's got obviously got a little bit older, as obviously everyone does, but <laughs> I think it's the right person to play him again, because obviously, it's well, obviously we've seen him in Revenge of Sith, and it'd just be weird seeing a different character, even though we didn't see him for that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 still gonna be a role, you know, because obviously he was obviously he was in um, Attack of the Clones as well, but just it's nice to see that um, we're getting a little bit more story to Uncle Aaron and Baru probably because you know <laughs> when we first when we all watched New Hope it was. Oh look, this is Uncle Owen, this is Aunt Baru. Oh no, they've died. <laughs> we yeah, didn't know it, anything it, about them. Yeah, and um, and that's the thing I, I want to understand. Obviously, with um, Uncle Owen meant not mentioning Kenobi, what he did and everything. I want to see that story of him and him and Kenobi confronting, obviously, Owen confronting him and saying it's probably best. In a way, it's basically saying it's probably best that you stay away from Luke from now on, just to be safe. Yeah, and I, I think I think you're spot on with that. You, there is go- definitely going to be um, an incident where we see this happen. You know, where we see <laughs> Kenobi being told by Uncle Owen, "Keep away, just stay away." Like, which is going to be really interesting, I think. Yeah, because obviously we we don't really see that side of Owen really. Obviously, because obviously we see him. Um saying no to Luke, no matter what he does, or I need you on the farm in the New Hope. But if we get a bit more understanding of why what happened that made Owen say, Kenobi, you need to stay away. Leave Luke alone, it's too dangerous. That's exactly. what I will... It's just a little deep, small detail that everyone, I think everyone should know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, this show will definitely pick up on that. Um, And then obviously, you know, next part of the trailer, we see... um. I believe the planet is Dayu. Yeah, because I've read that they're based on like Hong Kong, mm. which is an interesting take. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can definitely see them going for the sort of it. Most of Dayu will be sort of dark, quite gritty, quite a lot full of, of shadows, full of, full of bugs. Yeah, criminals. Yeah, you're sort of scum type lurking around mm. corners and that and so maybe, probably a good place to hide yeah and maybe like obviously there's rumors about certain people in the series maybe we see a certain person like example captain rex any clones in particular who knows it could be a wild yeah. guess but i mean maybe I, Commander I was, Cody. oh see now that's see i know i was going to come to that in the trailer but yeah you've brought it up we've got to talk about it there's a bit in the trailer where some people are saying, oh, look, it looks like it's Mar Morrison's head. Okay, well, if it is, and obviously we've seen sort of set photos of him potentially on the set, um, I think if he is playing any clone, I personally think he's playing Cody. Yeah, and another theory I've seen, obviously, because you see the marks on Cody's head, or I mean, sorry, if it is Tamar Harrison, Tamara Morrison, sorry. Yep. Um, it could be Echo from the Bad Batch. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I, I didn't really think looking at that, and obviously, I was like I said, we spoke earlier. We saw the breakdown, and I saw it. I went, "Is it from Star Wars series one?" And so, yeah, I could, I could see it, but at the same time, if if we if we see him, then we have to see the rest of the Bad Bad Batch. Exactly. I mean, this is the thing. You know, when it comes to uh, that that was something that I picked up when I when I first saw the trailer because I thought oh okay that you know it looks like him but the implants at the back I thought would be a little bit weird if it was Cody but I think personally I think it's Cody and I hope it's Cody because I know everyone and obviously me myself included and I know you too Rory I know we definitely want to see Rex and that will just drive every like Clone Wars fan mad to see 
Captain Rex in person, in live action, sorry. But I want to see more of Cody because he just had that closer connection with um, with Obi-Wan and, you know, the, the time they, they fought and spent together, they clearly have some history and if if Rex was willing to go and save, you know, like Gregor and Wolf and all that, what's to say he didn't go and try and save Cody? Yeah, and that's just a theory I've just popped into my head. Obviously, maybe we see both of them. Obviously, Kenobi's there trying to, and obviously bumps into like, Cody, for example. Not obviously not bumping, but you you get what I mean. And um, maybe it could be Kenobi. Obviously, people speculating that Kenobi kills Cody, and obviously that would be quite heartbreaking. I think I probably <laughs> would cry. <laughs> I think but, I would join you on that one. But maybe Rex kills Cody. Maybe. Oh, that maybe, I think maybe that would like, be even worse. Yeah, you know, maybe like Kenobi says, "I'm not going to fight you, Cody." Obviously, because in Clone Wars we see their relationship, and obviously, like you said, they've got a close bond with each other. And maybe as Cody's about to kill Kenobi, Rex kills Cody. Yep. Maybe again, it's just a random theory I've popped in my head. It's not a bad one. <laughs> I mean, again, it's just like when it's just Star Wars, and you just think of all the emotional damage that we used to have. <laughs> we get we we think of the worst, don't we? That's the problem. Exactly, we certainly do. Um, also, in the trailer, we get a a, a brief look at um, Tia, the mysterious captain in the Imperial uniform with a blaster out. Yeah, and again, that goes that people are speculating that's Captain Rex because obviously, if you look at it, it doesn't really look like ordinary trooper, stormtrooper. Um, uniform maybe yep. just the helmet so obviously maybe he's gone under the skies but obviously trying to prove that he's obviously just staying hot hiding because obviously we all know stormtroopers are a bit not bright are, are they to be honest <laughs> no no and not, like, obviously... not like the clones exactly and also obviously with ned obviously it's the robot I'm so glad that we got that because I actually looked up when I was doing my research for this podcast and watching the trailer. I looked at the name and I I went through a Orabesh dictionary to find out what his name was. And I found it as Ned. And then I watched the theory video where they told me it's Ned. (laughs) I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, again, it's one of the names that you're like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. But I'm I'm interested on the person that potentially could be playing him, and and it's a strong rumor because obviously Star Wars with robots they like to have comedians on it, like in in solo movie mm-hmm. Rogue One, and it could be the Kamal. Yep. Yep. And and now someone's now I've read that. I'm again 100 sure that's going to be him. That's definitely one that I can like a theory I could definitely get behind myself and be like yeah. Okay, I can see that happening. Um, an interesting thing that I noticed in the trailer as well, we see two shots um, at different points of an unknown Inquisitor. Yeah, I, I, I've been trying to look 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 for that person, but there's no name for it. Yeah, they because of originally when I was looking at it and I was doing my research on it, people were saying that I saw the third sister, but then I realised. Oh wait, no. People are saying Reva is the third sister. So, who knows who this mysterious Inquisitor is? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm sure we'll find out closer to the time. But it's just it's an interesting Inquisitor as well because obviously, like we know nothing about it. Exactly. You know, it's it's very unusual for um for for a, a character to sort of be. Like in two scenes of the tra- of the trailer, and seems to be quite an important character, but we know absolutely nothing about. Even though all we know is they're an inquisitor. Like, oh, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, because obviously you expect it like to be the ninth sister or whatever. But obviously, we we see her die in Fallen Order, but spoiler alert: if anyone played that game, <laughs> but like it could. I don't know. I can't picture a name for it. I I can't find any name for her, unless so, I'm just yeah. missing the obvious. But 
no, I mean, I haven't either. So I think it's just one of those. I mean, there's a thing for, you know, our listeners. If you actually know the name of the unknown Inquisitor in the trailer, just let us, just, just message us. We'll put our email at the end. But yeah, there's something for people to talk about at least. Yeah, please let us know. Now, we see an interesting, like, tiny little clip of two, what to me looks like two escape pods. Yeah. Like, at first I thought it was just like a reflection of one or something, but no, it's clearly two escape pods. Now, I wonder what the significance of that is. Is that like, you know, is that Kenobi and uh, Quinlan Vos? Is that like Kenobi and some ally that's helping him? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and I, again, I've looked at it and it makes sense. Obviously, we're not, we don't know for sure there's going to be any flashbacks. Obviously, there's strong rumours that Hayden is going to be Hayden and Ewan are going to be wearing clone clone army, clone clone wars outfits and everything. Yeah, I can't wait for that. I hope that is and, true. And if that is true, I think ninety nine point nine percent of the the universe, the fandom, will go mad. <laughs> but maybe that is a flashback from Revenge of the Sith when Yoda and Kenobi go their separate ways. Yep. You know, we don't ever, we don't actually see them leave on their own. So. You know, um, I don't think that uh, that um, rebel cruiser. I don't think that flew to Dagobah and then to Tatooine to then to Alderaan. Obviously, going to the next bit of the trailer, which I find I need to talk about, is obviously when we see them all it's like they're lining up. Obviously, before it, and obviously Kenobi's just scrolling past like nothing's going on. <laughs> there is on the right hand side a little bit of it. There's a little bit of like fur and a speculation, speculation that's chewy. Okay, well, I mean that would um, that would go with some of the theories that there's a little part of uh, in the trailer where you see Reaver facing off against like a hooded figure with a blaster. Now, a lot of people have speculated that that is um, Han. Now that would line up with the theory that that other that fur is chewy. You know, it's on the same planet of Dayu, so yeah. But also, people are speculating that guy with the gun. Obviously, people are saying I I don't don't think it is. Some people mentioned Cad Bane, but it wouldn't make no sense because he doesn't didn't even like the Jedi's anyway, so he wouldn't even work for him. He he most likely worked for the Empire, so that wouldn't make sense. Or it is Kenobi, because obviously Kenobi doesn't want to give his position away that he's a Jedi. So mm. obviously using the uncivilized way to go is <laughs> with a gun. So it could be it could be any of them. It could be Han. It could be Kenobi. Could be Han. It, I mean, I've even seen some that people reckon it could be Captain Andor. Okay. Which you know, it yeah, could be plausible. Could yeah, could be could be linked. Could could make sense as well. Um, yeah, and then obviously the next sort of clip is a bit of a blaster fire on the roof. Yeah, um, I, I I think that's Kenobi with the blaster. Just looking at the hair, I I believe he's just pinned down and he's just got a blaster. Yeah, because we all, like I said, we, we all know that he's not a big fan of the blasters. Not at and all. then, and then obviously when I'm looking. At that past trailer, obviously when Kenobi's looking down, obviously he's on Tatooine, that's making me think is that where Shimmy's buried? And we're going to see the bit where he apologised for failing his her son. Mm, that's, a, that's a good one. I like that. I could see that it, happening. Because it kind of looks like he is looking down and yeah. I don't think it would be any other reason unless someone's or unless it's Boss being again, back to my theory earlier him dying sacrifices of Kenobi, but I I see it more realistic as being Shimmy's grave. Yeah, I think that as well. That it just makes more sense. I think for the way that he was looking, I feel like if Quin Quinlan Vos had just died in front of him or something, I think he would look a little bit more uh, upset than sort of just contemplating everything that he's gone through and letting down Anakin and that. And then we it cuts to black. And we get the famous Darth Vader breathing. I mean, that just gives you chills to your spine <laughs> every time yeah. you hear it. 
it's one of those it's like everyone was expecting to see him in the trailer but personally i think this is better than that because we all know he's going to be in it we all know what darth vader looks like we know what his presence is going to be like but when you just hear you just know you just know what's coming that's what i like about it yeah and i've said to a few crew of my friends at work and everything like if we it's like, it's almost going back to like no home spider-man if we saw andrew garfield toby mcguire and if we saw hayden as darth vader it would just ruin the whole moment in the series in my opinion absolutely yeah you know this like, is this is something that we want to sit there and when we see it be like oh my god exactly and i'm seeing like I said, going to come back to Comic Con in November, I met Hayden. He sounded well excited for it. Obviously, I tried to go, Oh, but when's the trailer coming out? He went, Oh, no, no, I can't say because they don't really tell me these things. I knew he was lying, but, <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, you, you just want to wait, look at a series or a movie and think, Holy, holy crap, he, that's Darth Vader again. We get to see him again. And obviously, we know he's going to be a bit more powerful than we've seen him in New Hope and in the original trilogies. And yep. I, can't, I can't wait for it. Yeah, same. And I mean, again, like, just to finish off with our, you know, Kenobi trailer review, again, to the point of it finishing on Anakin's Dark Deeds theme, oh, it just went so perfectly with the Darth Vader breathing. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, John Williams is just a master at everything he does. Exactly. When I, when I saw that he was returning to write and do the music for this i was just so over the moon honestly no it's just like the whole thing's coming back i mean it would have been even better if we saw a little bit of george lucas writing something or don't being a part of it but also with the kenobi obviously at the end we see open kenobi limited series stream in the may and then obviously obviously the eyes like his lightsaber and i think it's just a small detail that makes it look cool makes it cooler it's just very clever, isn't it? You know, it's it's simple, but... Like, Effective. <laughs> exactly, that's what we want. You know, um, another point to put on about the Kenobi show is um, obviously with our 501st Com Chatter pub- podcast, uh, after each episode, we will be doing a segment of an episode review. So obviously that's you've got that to look forward to so we break down and we talk about the theories that we've discussed on today's show and be like well well we were completely wrong on that or okay we called it yeah i'm obviously with the breaking news which i mentioned to you earlier i think the listeners should know um obi-wan kenobi i'm sure you've probably seen it as well obi-wan kenobi is being delayed for two days and be on the friday of the 27th of may but we will get two episodes two hours of sitting down watching Kenobi, so I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm gonna I mean, turn my phone off. I'm gonna just shut my. Do- I'm gonna shut myself away, and I'm just gonna sit there and watch two hours of Kenobi. And I mean, it's like the dream. If you died right there, you'd be happy. I say you wouldn't. <laughs> wouldn't be happy because you got four more episodes to worry about. Exactly. You I them. would not be happy. I'd be like, what happens next? I'd but have yeah, to come I mean... back as a force ghost. <laughs> exactly. With Qui Gon, he can sit with him. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'd 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 happily wait an extra two days if I know we're getting two two episodes. Yeah. So. Yeah. True. Um. Right. So we're gonna go on to our next segment of the podcast. So, each week we are gonna take it in turns, me and Rory, uh, choosing a ship, and we're not going to tell the other one what our ship of the week is. But because it's our first episode. I thought, why don't we both choose a ship? So, yeah, we, shall I go first, first or do you want yeah, to go you, first? I'll let you lead. I'll let you go first this time. Okay, okay. So, take remember this. Rory doesn't know what ship I've chosen, so hopefully he hasn't chosen the same one. Hopefully. Oh, we have, <laughs> we have to be able to tell when you start talking. <laughs> <laughs> so, my ship of the week, it's uh, Clone Wars era. It is my favourite Star Wars ship in the entire franchise. I don't care what anyone says. It is my literal favourite. It is the Venator-class Star Destroyer. Oh, very 
very good good one good choice to start with i i had to this is this is my favorite ship i mean in terms of looks i think it's absolutely beautiful to look at i mean the two bridges up top the shape just everything about it to me this is my ship of the week so obviously a little bit of nerdy stuff about it because i had to it's the main cruiser used by the galactic republic um it was the predecessor predecessor sorry for the imperial class star destroyer which everyone knows uh, that the empire used um it was mainly used for sort of space transport uh, uh space warfare and troop transportation during the clone wars uh, and some of them were still in service a little bit after the Clone Wars by the Empire until they had built the Imperial class, which just was a lot better, a lot bigger, more guns, more powerful, more Empire. <laughs> um, it could hold uh, an extra 2,000 troops with its 7,400 personnel already. Well, that's very interesting, I didn't know that. That's a lot of people, isn't it? That's a lot. Yeah, of a, lot of, a, a lot of clones. It's one of those, when you look at it and you see these ships getting destroyed in the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith, you don't realise that there's 7,400 people on that ship. Yeah, you know, Not all of them were clones. Some of them were, um, you know, uh, admirals and generals. Yeah, it's a massive fatality, isn't it? Yep. Um, so I've got a couple of names of... Uh, the more famous Venator class ships. So we had. I'm going to do a little game with you now, Rory. So I'm going to say a uh, a Venator class ship, and I want you to guess who's uh, who the Jedi in command was on this ship. Oh, okay. Okay, so no pressure then. No pressure, but I'm going to start you off easy. The negotiator. Uh. Negotiator. Okay. Any idea on what Jedi was sort of the general of that ship? I think it's got to be like negotiation. It's kind of reference to a certain person in Phantom Menace, Kenobi. (laughs) Yes, you're correct. I mean... I thought that was a pretty easy one to start with, to be honest. I think that was a very clever little nod. But did you know yeah, that was his first Venator class ship that he had? No, I did not know yeah, that. That was the first one he commanded. Okay, so I've got another one here for you, the Resolute. The Resolute. Okay. Mm. Okay. Resolute, there's no little hints there either, so that's not good. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd go... Maybe this is just a throwing shot in the dark. Plo Koon. It was an interesting guess. I mean, I, no, it was actually Anakin's. Anakin. Oh, okay, yeah. uh, it was in. Um, it was one of the ships during the battle of. Um, I think over Ryloth, I believe, and it was badly damaged. Um, but it survived, and Anakin later used that as his main capital ship. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Again, okay. obviously, I didn't. I just thought it was, I thought I didn't want to throw the obvious names out, you know. <laughs> well, then we've got. Uh, I've got two more for you. Two more. So we got the triumphant. Triumphant. Okay. Triumphant. Right. Okay. It was a it, it was a master Jedi. Master Jedi. See, I'm just I'm just thinking. A lot of pressure that is. <laughs> there's no pressure. See, no pressure. There's always pressure when you don't get these right. Um, <laughs> I get, again, I'm thinking the first series of Clone Wars. Obviously, I got it wrong last time. I'm, I'm I'm going Plo Koon this time. It has to be him this time. And you've got it right. It is yeah. Plo Koon's that was it, destroyed looking for that secret weapon in the uh, Clone Wars series. Yeah, and then obviously 
we get the relationship how much how important the clones are to Plo Koon. Exactly. Personally, Plo Koon, I know we'll probably do an episode on the clones and the Jedi um, throughout the show, but I've got to say, I think Plo Koon, probably one of my favourite Jedi. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's very disappointing because obviously him and Kit Fisto, they're two of my favourite Jedi as well. But we, again, we don't see nothing in the live action, but obviously with the storytelling of Skywalker, Saga, it's hard to fit everyone in. Yeah. But in the, in the Clone Wars, they're pretty cool characters. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Um. So I've got one more for you. Um. The Vigilance. The Vigilance. Okay. Vigilant. Um. Uh. <laughs> The, the, invig, the so the vigilant yeah the vigilant okay. see that that gives me a vibe of like uh is, is this the clone wars era as well yeah 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 all of well yeah all of were part of the clone wars right okay uh now you really put me on the spot today aren't you um <laughs> well i thought i'd give you a bit of a test at least yeah but you put the pressure in my brain <laughs> on but, but is he a jedi Master Jedi? Master Jedi. Master Jedi, okay. Um, yeah, I want to say Mace Windu. Is that your final answer? Yes. Okay, yes, well, well, I'm a little bit... Uh, I probably... I'm a little bit naughty by doing this, because this was actually Kenobi's second ship. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, you threw me off. <laughs> threw me off the I, I apologise for that one. If you, you were listening at home and you were guessing and yeah obi-wan's negotiator was blown up and then obviously he took command of the vigilance um there's a couple of other ones but they you know they didn't have as much significance as those ones um i mean i could really go into detail about how many ships and all the weaponry but i'm i'm gonna leave that for another time i think but my ship of the week the venator oh one last thing i will say about it that people don't know apparently there was a venator one and a venator two but we don't know anything about the venator two class at all to be honest so but yeah that is my ship of the week rory over to you see i've gone for not so much iconic one but let's say it is an iconic one obviously we've recently seen it very very early on maybe the last month okay. and i've gone for the naboo star n1 starfighter Ooh, good choice good choice yeah so obviously we know we've seen it in the phantom menace we know anakin that the, has a nice little trip onto it into space and then he goes the iconic phrase can you guess what it is will um oh uh there's see there's a couple there's a couple so i'll give you a scenario he's in space with r2 um obviously it's also pilot to a certain area uh okay well see i was gonna say is it when he says get this is it get this junk off autopilot no i, I was actually referring to the phrase of now this is pod racing Ah, see, yep, yep. Like I said, there's some really good quotes. Obviously, that one saying, get us both killed. That, again, I tricked you a little bit there. Could have been either <laughs> one. Hey, I, I had that coming after the <laughs> the Venator class questions. So yeah, I, a little bit, a little bit of payback. <laughs> but yeah, it's obviously, Star Pilot, we all know this is a one pilot and it has to be with a, an RT, R2 droid. Obviously, we know how fast it can go obviously we've seen it in the mandalorian but can you obviously we know it appeared in the first 90 in 1999 phantom menace but a few practice models were built for the prequels and later added in return of the jedi as part of celebration on naboo oh. obviously we've seen that in the dvd release now was that the um 
Was that like the 2004-2005 collector's edition? Was that when they introduced that? Yeah, because obviously they also changed um, Hayden into the, to the ending of the Force Ghost as well. Mm. But they weren't sure at start they were gonna um, the ship would make it into the Phantom Menace because it had a risky design. And obviously, there's a lot of people who probably who loved that ship. But could you imagine it not being part of the the, the trilogy, the saga anymore? Um, would you? Would you? Would you? What? It's one of the things. Do you, do you think it would, it would? How different it would look to what it is now? Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, I thought the design when I first saw it in back in 1999, I thought was really cool. I thought it just, it just looked so different. It looked sleek. It it looked as a kid, it was one of those I want to fly that, you know, like when uh, a new hope first came out in you know seventy seven. Everyone who wanted to watch that wanted to fly an X-Wing. You know, I still would because they just looked so cool. But for me, the Naboo Starfire looked very, very nice. And I couldn't imagine the Phantom Menace. Like, what would you replace the scene at the end of Phantom Menace in with that? Exactly. So I think we all appreciate Starfire as it is today. But um, I also do it in 35 ABY. Did you know the Starfires was part of a fleet assembled by Lando to assist Resistance during the battle against the Sith Internal Force over the planet Exegol? I did not know that. No, that's the beauty when you do your research. You find all the interesting (laughs) facts, don't you? Like, you're surprised how much, how important, like, ships are. Obviously, with the the Star Destroyer, they're, they're an important part of the Clone Wars. And the Naboo Starfighter was important to Naboo, clearly. Yep. But yeah, um, there's a few places that obviously it has been appearance in. Obviously, we know we we know obviously Star Wars: Phantom Menace, but there's also another game which I've been reading on. Obviously, you're full aware of Star Wars: Eclipse that Ooh, we obviously yes, yes. that it looks like it's going to be appearing in there as well. Really? Okay. Yeah. What you thought? Okay. What kind of? Because obviously, we believe that it's going to be near the the High Republic time. Mm, yeah. So period so, yeah, I'm that... not too familiar with, but something that I definitely want to look into more. And you know, just quick little note on this Star Wars Eclipse. I'm pretty sure that I've seen so many people saying that it's been delayed again. It's just like, oh, for God's sake, typical Star Wars games. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a writing problem. Or a... oh, okay. Something like that. That's what I've read. I could be wrong. I could be thinking of something else. But obviously, do you know who designed the Starfighter, the M1 Starfighter? I have not got a clue. This is the one you're going to trump me on because I haven't got a clue. Give it to me, man. Come on. He is named Doug Chang. Doug Chang? Yeah. And I, I didn't know who designed it, to be fair. But obviously, his occupation as well, he's an art director, insulator, and apparently he's Lucas... Film Vice President and Executive Creative Direction. Ah. Because I thought it's obviously it's nice to see the design, but it's also you don't really think about who designs the the designs the ship. Hmm. Yeah. And it's it's nice to have a name to it. <laughs> I mean, I I gotta be honest. When I was watching um little sort of a spoiler alert, you know the um. Uh, Mandalorian uh, episode in uh, Book of Boba Fett when he obviously gets his modified N1 to me it just looks so <laughs> cool seeing that Starfighter back in live action and just being really modified and looking even better do you know what I mean? I thought yeah, it wasn't I'm... possible but it, it was it just was there I mean even seeing it as well you like Holy, holy crap! We actually, what's it, what's that doing on Tatooine? <laughs> exactly. Like, why are we seeing an N one Starfighter? Like, but I love it, and I think you know, I can't wait to see more of it in the Mandalorian season three. Yeah, and obviously, it's interesting as well. Obviously, where the the R two R two droid would originally be in the Naboo Starfighter, that mm-hmm. obviously. 
Din Djarin. He's obviously changed it to fit to fit Grogu in, which is again, it's <laughs> and, and obviously that's a, yeah, we get that fun. extremely cute scene at the end where you know obviously Grogu is tapping <laughs> annoyingly on the glass, and then you just see Din be like, okay, one more time, and it's just like boom, just gone, goes in the hyperspace, and just like, and that's the thing of this off topic, but with the Mandalorian, are we gonna see? In the season three, obviously we know it takes place after Boba Fett, but are we going to see as it goes on a, a little bit of an older Grogu? Yeah, I mean, we may maybe we we see him when he starts talking, maybe. You know. Yeah, maybe he's developed it, developed some words. He obviously, yeah. obviously, obviously, obviously understands it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and you know we know that he likes to eat. Uh, lady frog leg, you know, lady frog's eggs. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> and yeah, you know, he must throw a it. Keeps his, he but keeps his yeah, eyes on those eggs. He never looks back. Did you see recently? I know it's a little bit. We're getting up. We've gone off a bit off topic, but did you see recently that Funko Pop just did um lady like the lady? I can't remember her name, but they done the frog lady. Yeah, I think they've just named a frog lady. There's no, I think there's no name for her. <laughs> to be, I, I was close. I was close to buying her. To be fair, really. Yeah, because oh. I, I bought I bought all the Boba Fett ones that come out because uh, local Tesco's in England, by the way, guys. Uh, but yeah, I just thought, you know, I just buy four Funko Pops and it got a bit got a bit dangerous. I had to leave. <laughs> but yeah, that going back to topic, that's the that's the little little feed history feed from the N one Starfighter. Okay. Well, um, obviously what we're going to do is um, from each week now, only one of us will do a ship of the week because we're going to be covering other topics in our show. So, yeah, so I'm going to say, why don't you do the ship of the week next week? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yep. And then, yeah, I'll give you a nice tricky one. Oh, so I better better look up. (laughs) Um, But yeah, what we can... uh, what I think would be really cool as well, if you guys, the listeners, um, again, we'll put our email out at the end that you can get in contact with us. But just send us a message and say, out of the Venator class or the Naboo Starfire, which was your personal, out of those two, which were your favourite? And we'll see if there's much of a difference in terms of, you know, everyone might be a Venator fan, you know, whoop, whoop, yeah. let's go. Yeah, you might be surprised, like, because they just want to hang out with clones and Jedi's. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, let us know if that's um, if that's something you know, which one you prefer. Um, and so yeah, we're gonna be ending our podcast real soon. But um, Rory here has got a debate question for you guys. So we're gonna leave you on this debate question, and you can then message us your what you think of this um and then obviously we will be discussing this debate question in our next episode next week so go away you're on your go ahead rory you're on it right so i've gone for obviously a quite popular debate question because i thought it relates to kenobi relates to anakin and everyone that breaks the prequels and original trilogy because obviously there's some debates on this question people have different views on it on when and where the certain debate comes from. So, the qu- the debate of this week is: Did you think Anakin brought balance to the Force? And if so, when did you think it was? Do you think it was in Revenge of the Sith or when he destroyed Palpatine? Okay. Well, I've already, <laughs> I've already got my opinions on this uh, question yeah. already, <laughs> and I'm looking forward to debating this one with you next week, my friend. Yeah, because because Edwin's very obviously Edwin has their own opinions and their own views on this because Edwin has looked looked at it in a different way. And obviously, me my opinion, there's only one way. Okay. But, okay. Or say, seems say very one set way. in your way, so I look forward to trying to change that next week. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if like like we said, that's the debate question. If you want to get in touch with us, obviously we'll put the email out there and we'll read as many as we can at the end of the show next week after the 
the ship of the week. Yep. So um, yeah. So guys, if you want to get in contact with us, it's uh, the five o first comchatter at gmail dot com. We'll go through it. We'll look at all the questions and. You know, you might have just you might have a question about something we've brought up in the show. You might want to answer the debate question, and also we want to see which you prefer in our two ship of the week. Who, what ship you preferred? So yeah, that's uh, the five o first comchatter at gmail dot com, and yeah, I am from Will and from Rory. May the force be with you, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, and for the Republic. <laughs> for the Republic! <laughs> I had to get that in because we obviously were the five first comm chat. Exactly. And we do, we do everything for the Republic. Exactly. Now we return you back to your normal Senate chatter. <laughs> see you later, guys. See you, see you next week, guys.